Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna, and you are honored guests on the first episode of the RFC minicast. Um, since this is the first episode, I will quickly explain the format to you guys. It is your snack size Transformers podcast. We'll, uh, we'll post about once a week, and uh, it will be a rotating um, roster of co-hosts. It'll be me, I'll be your constant, your rock, your guide. And uh, every week, uh, my co-host will change here and there. Hopefully, we'll get some uh, some voices that uh, you don't hear maybe a lot of on Wednesday, or you wish you heard more of that voice. Uh, I think that's the case this week. Um, and we'll keep it to about 30 minutes on one or two topics tops. Um, again, just your snack size, Transformers podcast. Joining me for episode one is the great, the infamous, dare I say, Headmaster Don. Don, how are you? I'm doing fine, John. Thank you for that warm introduction. Yes, the legend. The legend is in the house. Say, hey, Don, I think you and I uh, are going to kick off this series talking about probably the most talked about subject right now in Transformers Toys Combiner Wars. And um, Minasaur is imminent. I think both you and I have Motormaster in the mail. Is that correct? Right. Yes. Um, do you have, uh, well, we're going to talk about uh, Minosaur first and then maybe uh, Combiner Wars a little bit, um, at kind of at large, but uh, talk to me a little bit about uh, about that mold. Do you have Combiner Wars Prime? And if so, what do you think of him? I, I have Prime. It's not a bad Prime, but I can definitely see why people would think it was it was a second-hand decision to mold it after Motormaster and get it out. Uh, Motormaster just looks better in that mold. Yeah, I think uh, I think it uh, it feels like he was meant to be Motormaster, right? Right. Yeah, it's just it's almost like you know maybe some of the maybe maybe they wanted the Motormaster to come out closer to when we would be getting the rest of the Stunicons, so they put the Prime out first just to have a case filler with with Silver Bolt. Yeah, I could see I, I that. Don't, you know, I could I see that. So what do you think about uh, what do you think? Uh, well, what do you think about Motormaster so far and uh, Minosaur? Really, really mo- more about Minosaur. What do you think about him based on what you've seen? Uh, do you love him, hate him? What do you think? What's your impression? Well, I, I've never really had a great. I've never loved or hated Minosaur. I'm a Bruticus kind of guy. You know that that's that's my favorite American Gestalt is Bruticus. Uh, I did buy the Fans Project Minosaur uh, Intimidator. Uh, I like the Combiner Wars Minosaur. I, I think a lot of people, including myself, are a little colored on the torso mode from seeing it, seeing Prime just a floating torso with a bunch of random limbs. I, I think if we had gotten Motormaster first um, with the Stunicons available, I think it would have had a bit of a stronger impression. Because, you know, that, that's just... I don't know. It just seems like getting a prime and nothing combined with him that was made for him really didn't help the overall aesthetic. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think um, I actually saw the mold, the Combiner Wars Prime, for the first time in person this past week at Walmart. And uh, it was not, like, flattering. He didn't really, like, jump out at me on the shelf. He seems kind of, like, smushed, like 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 a roller, like like rolled right over him. He seems flat. Am I wrong in that? No, it's well. It's the torso. The the tor because usually with Prime you have the chest cab that sticks out. You've got the torso that's uh, you know definitely a three D a three D torso where you have the definition and everything. And this Prime is just just 
washboard straight up and down. I mean, I mean, he's got a great six pack, but you know, he needs more. He needs to do some bench presses. What he needs. Yeah, to do. yeah. He he needs to beef up just a little bit. Yeah. Don't be don't be like you know Armada Prime that was a little on the tubby side. Just find a happy middle ground. Absolutely, he is. I will say he is like shockingly big for his price point. Oh, I mean, it's amazing how much plastic there is on Silverbolt and uh, Optimus for a nineteen to twenty four dollar price point. Yeah, so there, yeah, there is that. But I agree with you when you look at, um, well, we, when you look at the uh, the pics of Minosaur, and it's kind of the same thing with Prime. Just like you said, the the I guess the problem with the torso, and it it, it is slightly better on Minosaur, but still kind of the problem that that torso looks it looks like a robot standing on like two cars, basically. You know, what I mean, yeah. it, it looks like a complete figure. It doesn't look like a torso. It looks like a full on full on robot now. Uh, Minosaur is the first combiner of what looks like it's going to be me- several combiners at least where the the gimmick for the Legends figure that's a part of the team is that it becomes part of the chest. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, it's it, it, it actually goes back to a trope in Super, in Super Robot cartoons. Brave, a lot of your Brave robots had a companion piece or Voltron, vehicle Voltron with the, uh, the Keith's airship. Uh, not Keith, Mark. I'm sorry. Uh, so I mean, it's it's not something we haven't seen before. We just haven't seen it in Transformers in a while. Um, without Blackjack, and you've got that giant black double door. You know, it, I think that's going to be a matter of personal preference. Getting Blackjack in hand and seeing how much he adds to the overall look. Yeah, I do like. I I like the idea. That obviously this is a kid's toy and that Blackjack isn't like a must to, to complete him, to have kind of like this closed off looking torso. I mean, he does look, he still looks like Minosaur. He looks a little on the plain side, obviously, without Blackjack, but you don't like need Blackjack to to have Minosaur. I do like that part. I, I got to say, I got to be honest with you, though, I really do like, I prefer the kind of Target Master idea that like Power Glide kind of is, is going for. Because yeah. I th- I think that I I think that one I think that is um, it's a gimmick where like even if you don't have Superion if you have Paraglide and he turns into a gun in theory you can use him with a lot of different figures and uh, and two you know it doesn't really work with Paraglide but uh, the Target Master gimmick could kind of work into a gimmick for the little robot himself you know just for him so I, I think I kind of like that that gimmick better what do you think about that. Well, you know, it, having that, you know, losing at that price point, losing the Minicon, uh, and it still being the same price point, kind of took away from, you know, the, the the value of what you were getting originally. But if you've got one that can serve double duty, and the engineering, losing the Minicon partner is paying for the extra engineering to do these features, I think that works out fine. Uh, Heck, you know, you, you could have Ultra Power, power Glide hold uh, Combiner Wars Power Glide and have Power Glideception, you know, Power Glide holding Power Glide. Yeah, it would like open a black hole or something, right? It'd be like <laughs> the end of time. Um, so here's like an interesting point that I've kind of like noticed. I Okay, so we all know like when Superion uh, showed up and when we saw the Combiner War aerial bots, um, Slingshot was missing. And we all know how that went. Right. Um, well, with the Senecons, uh, Wild Riders missing, 
and we're not getting nearly like I, I feel like the outrage isn't isn't there. So what do you think that is? Well, I mean, this whole, the whole fandom basically we're talking about giant robots that can change. So change is a change is a constant of the toy line. I mean, that's the whole point. Uh, you know, it's and and if them dropping Wild Rider for a mold that they can retool and repurpose into first aid into say swindle into whoever they need it to be and it gets us these other combiners at regular u.s retail i don't mind i mean yes i would would like to have a fire a a slingshot for uh superior but i'll be honest alpha bravo brings some much needed breakup because the one thing about the aerial bots they're all the same plane almost, except for Silverbolt, obviously. It's just a it's just a sea of jets, and getting Alpha Bravo in there really mixes up the aesthetic. And the same, you know, the Stunicons didn't suffer from that near as bad because of the different colors. Because Aerobots are white and red and a few highlights. But you know, get, getting getting him in there with with the Stunicons, I don't have, I'm having a problem with it. Yeah, I don't either. And and the thing about it is too, like uh, at the end of the day, uh, Takara and, and probably us, there's kind of rumblings that we'll get them as exclusives. A Slingshot and Wild Rider will get them as a kind of like one-off <clears throat> deluxes on their own, possibly for Toys R Us. Um, even then, uh, they're repaints of other molds. You know, they're not unique molds either, so right. they're they're going to be repurposed too. And that's obviously that's a big huge thing with with Combiner Wars. That's probably one of the ways I'm sure like Hasbro kind of sold this idea internally to, to the accountants and, and the bean counters and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I, 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 I can't think of a, a transformers line that right out of the bat, uh, right out of the gate was so like heavily reliant on, on just repurposing molds. Can you, I can't remember one like this. Uh, well, power core combiners kind of did that as far as stretching the waves out. But that that was like an entire wave two or wave four or whatever it was was nothing but repaints, switching up the switching up the limbs, switching up the, the figures, allegiances and stuff like that. But that's what ultimately I think killed the line is you had so many of the same molds uh, in the first four waves. So this isn't near as bad as that. Do you think because? Um... Well, one because like the the combiner super robots <clears throat> um, are obviously they they they've got name value, they've got history, they got nostalgia. Um, do you think? Uh, and you know, I mean, just because like these are characters we know, um, all the mold reuse uh, Hasbro will be able to get get away with it because they're it's like one character after the next that we all kind of know and remember and love. Well, that plus, you know, a, a lot of the kids really won't care because, you know, a lot of the kids may not even be doing the combiner motif, but it's there. If, like, if one one kid has Motormaster and one of his friends has two of the Stunicons and another friend has the other two Stunicons, I mean, that's the whole thing. Friends playing and they've got this and they've got that. You can have battles with your sister, Superion, or whatever the case may be. I can see that. I, I I can see that. And then, you know, the one of the things that I'm glad that you brought up kids, I think this is like an incredibly kid friendly line. And it's, it's one of the big reasons why it's working kind of from a design standpoint, even like if you go back to like the classic stuff, like the 2007 stuff and kind of beyond, 
um, up until almost up until Combiner Wars, um, the complexity of the toys really were starting to kind of like get out of control and not oh. not be fun. Well, I mean, it was you know we're we're older collectors, and I can't tell you how many times I looked at Revenge, Revenge of the Fallen Optimus Prime and wanted to put him in put him in truck mode just to, just to break up the display some, and I didn't because I just did not feel like going in and trying to transform that thing. And I'm and I'll be 45 in June. And I just did not want to tackle them. Yeah, I've got I've I've had like several um, uh, like uh, uh, kids that are like the kids of people we know or or uh, relatives, um, um, nephews and nieces and things like that. And they'll come up and they'll look at my collection. And they'll ask me to they'll ask me if they can uh, if they can touch and kind of mess with some of the classic stuff because right now my display is basically nothing but but classics. And that's cool, and that's fine, and you know I'll I'll let them uh, take one and, and uh, transform him. Well, I'll let them take it and look at it, and and they'll look at it and kind of eyeball it, and then they'll hand it back to me and ask me to transform it. Yeah. And, and half the time I don't even remember like like how to transform it. So like like uh, out of the blue, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, a little boy asked me to he 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 kind of spotted um, classics Megatron, and. Um, he handed it to me and wanted me to transform it into a gun. And I don't remember like all the, like there's like two or three real kind of nuances yeah. in transforming and, and, him. And he, and he was a simpler classics figure yes. at the Voyager scale. Yes. And he still wasn't kind of like intuitive. I mean, there's a couple of tricks with him that at the time I didn't know. I, I went back and had to like research how to transform classics Megatron. I can do it now. But, um, but combiner wars is like getting back to, I can look at the toy. I can look at like his limbs and his legs and stuff. And in my head, I can figure out how this works. Yeah, I think one thing that made the Combiner Wars, you know, so popular over previous Combiner attempts, is the docking, the connecting feature, because it is rock dead solid. And yeah, it really does work, huh? Yeah, I mean, it really helps as far as power core combiners. The the limbs they attached well. But the the automorph gimmick kind of fails over time. The, it doesn't hold. It doesn't hold the pose. Uh, Energon didn't really look. It looked like a bunch of robots held together with glue at some point. You know. Yeah, that one really suffered for uh, the Energon combiners. Really suffered from a lot of things. I think lack of like hands and feet were one of them, and just kind of overall body proportion was kind yeah. of wonky. Um, giant and the legs, like specifically, I think legs and arms were just kind of like blocks. Yeah. Uh, no thighs. No. No. Like, where's the knee start and the foot begin? We don't really know. But I mean, you know, it looks it looks like they went back to the basis. These things need to look like a robot when they're combined, and not just a big, un- unmoving block of plastic. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And uh, you know, even when you think back to. Um, to uh, fall Cybertron Bruticus, uh, the di- like the difference is even night and day from the improvement from from there to now, engineering wise. Oh, yeah, it, it's absolutely. I mean, it's just it's simple, but it's elegant, and and I mean that because I mean everything slots together nicely on Superion, and uh, XV uh, XV over Superhero Time said this on one of the shows that if this is as if if this Superion is this good. Wave one, and usually wave one toys are not the best of a new line. Imagine what this is going to look two, three, and four waves in. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm really excited. Well, uh, before we talk about the future, uh, what uh, you've got all the Combiner Wars to date, I assume, and I, I do too, or more or less. What's uh, What's your favorite? What are the ones that stand out for you right now? Uh, probably Silverbolt. I mean, it's Silverbolt has always just been a a robot with a jet on his back, and now it's a lot better integrated. He still has a jet on his back. But it's not near as bad. He really does work. I think. Uh, I think I'm surprised by how well Silverbolt works. Like of all of all the <laughs> combiner leaders, like they really nailed Silverbolt exactly. of all of them. And that's the last one you would think to hear in that sentence. But and every and most all the stuff for his Superion mode is integrated into the figure, and it's not obtrusive. Yeah, you would never know that he was he was a, effectively a triple changer. Yeah, and it's, you know, I pointed this out on radio for, on the regular show. When you transform Silverbolt into the torso mode, there's that little red flap that comes from the chest piece that covers that slight hole at the bottom of his torso. That to me is a brilliant rem- reminder that they like. Okay, this guy is no longer a robot by himself. He's a torso. You don't generally have gaping holes in your torso unless there's something very wrong. So they remembered to cover that little that little flat part. It is neat, and I, you know it kind of goes back to well. So let me ask you this: so Silverbolt is like awesome, effectively. I wouldn't say like perfect is maybe an overstatement, but practically speaking, there's not a lot to like improve upon there. And his <laughs> his remold Cyclonus is really good too. Right. Um, that said, I mean, where do you think they kind of went wrong kind of going back to Motormaster and Optimus Prime uh, is there I mean is there anything you can kind of point out where you think they kind of steer like kind of veered off course well I still think maybe getting it as Optimus without anything dedicated to Optimus to get a combine to get an overall feel of a, as, a, as a combiner toy I think that that kind of colored a lot of people's perceptions just he, he's a floating torso with nothing really made for him the only thing other than, other than that is if you look at some of the pictures on T-Formers, when you have Motormaster's chest closed and there's no blackjack, you have the sides of the truck as his shoulders, big, gigantic shoulder pads basically on the sides, and then the cars connect into those blocks. To me, that really kind of throws off the aesthetic because Minnesota is a, is, a, is a tall, lean well, not, maybe not the tallest, but he's a tall, lean character. And this guy's got shoulders that he could be, he could be a linebacker. He is really, really wide. That That is something that – that's a good point. And uh, Superion <clears throat> is uh, sleek and, and, and looks like Superion. Right. And so, I mean, I think from an aesthetic standpoint, I wish, that, I wish the two truck cabs could have somehow – collapsed folded hey, this is real minor but I, that I just think that's an aesthetic that you don't see on the G1 motormaster where he's he's tall or Minnesota they're tall lanky and this guy's just got a real wide chest mm-hmm. and shoulders I agree I agree now you like like myself admittedly uh, we dip our toe in the third party pool uh, here and there are you interested in uh, in well we've only see, surprisingly we've only seen like a few, really one set of hands and feet from third-party manufacturers. Are you interested at all in in extra in third-party hands and feet and kind of upgrades for the combiner bots? 
maybe at some point if if say they come out with say Bruticus and his hands aren't what should be on a Bruticus maybe at some point but I mean the, the way they design the hands now to be a hand or a foot or a weapon again what you were talking about the whole uh, reuse remote process being built into Combiner Wars so I mean I'm fine with the way they are now Minosaur's feet they're a little tiny I think pretty small they're a little tiny but again that could be in hand pictures it could be angles you know. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't know how much better they're gonna get in person. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Those those are pretty small. Yeah. I'm just wondering if the G1 feet will fit. Uh, that's interesting. I, I want to say somebody has at least tried that with Superion, and that they sort of fit. I know, like, there's some weird way that you can get uh, Uranus's feet to fit on Superion, and they look crazy. But I think there is some way that you can get them to attach. But, you know, other, other than having, you know, little bitty tiny feet, I mean, it, and also, this is a different interpretation of Minosaur, so maybe he doesn't need big, gigantic clodhoppers. Yeah, maybe not. And, uh, you know what, uh, if you don't love the hands and feet, I guarantee you by the time, uh, certainly, I guess, Defensor comes out, we're going to have three or four, as many as three or four, oh, like, third-party yeah. options. Oh yeah, I, I don't doubt that at all. And again, that's where a lot of th- that's where a lot of third-party companies shine is they can't do these full robots, but they can do add-on parts like nobody's business. So, you know, ho- hopefully, a lot of these companies will be able to make some dedicated parts, and everybody will be happy. Yeah, I for one, um, I'm really glad that some of the third-party um, companies are getting back to weapons and upgrades and, and things that aren't necessarily a full-on transforming robot because honestly there obviously there's always kind of that moral kind of conflict in, in, in buying a full-on third-party transformer and I think I think most people are perfectly fine with with upgrades that that require you to buy the first party toy and that the third party stuff takes it to a different level exactly. well the, the best example of that is city commander because yes. you know, the city commander was one of the first major molds from fans project or from anybody really that completely changed a Hasbro character just a full 360 and you know I'm hoping to see more of that so am I I, I think it's uh, I think it's cool that we're getting back to we're getting back to a, a third party world where everybody is pretty pretty comfortable. So, uh, so Don, to wrap it up, let's talk about a little bit about the future of Combiner Wars. So, have you, you had a chance to <clears throat> digest the stuff we got from Toy Fair, like Cyclonus and Defensor? Yeah. Uh, I've taken a look at it. The Cyclonus, again, I'm hoping, like everybody else, he gets either either a, either a group of jets that are his armada, their sweeps that you can put with him, something. Cyclone, I said this on Twitter. Cyclonus reminds me of Power Core Combiner Undertow, the uh, the man, the, the boat. Mm-hmm. Great standalone figure, but it's just begging for something made for him. It like for 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 uh, Undertow, he needs a set of four marine based uh, limbs, mm-hmm. and Cyclonus needs. Season three, he needs his armada. He needs his sweeps. Something that's dedicated for him, 
Otherwise, you're just going to be putting random combiner wars in, which which is fine. But same thing with Optimus. You've got a floating torso with nothing really made for him. Yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough for him to just kind of come out and be this kind of one-off with nothing related to him. Uh, you know, the cool thing about sweeps is actually they really only need to make like one scourge, and then I guess you're you're free if you want to buy four of them. Right, right. As far as as far as Defensor, everybody has been wanting a new Defensor just because he's he seems to be he seems to be the one Autobot combiner everybody forgets about, and. Uh, I, I think I think he looks great. Uh, yeah. Did you have? Do you have any love for Defensor? Any nostalgia for Defensor? Well, I do from a standpoint of he was basically kind of sort of Bruticus's arch rival. You know, because you had because you had Superion and Minasaur and Keto Vector Sigma set up like that, and then Defensor and Bruticus usually were set up as rivals. So I kind of like that. Uh, Plus, it just, he appeared out of nowhere, not having any fiction like Keto Vector Sigma to explain where he came from has always kind of hurt him, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, you know, hopefully one day we'll, you know, see an actual origin or whatever. Well, it doesn't hurt that he's going to have like a whole toy and basically a wave to himself. I'm sure he's, he's hopefully going to get a little bit more, more fiction. Um, any thoughts, real quick, on the, um, the fan built combiner? Have you uh, had a chance to at least share, like, what you would want out of that? Actually, I have not because I do not have the app. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I have not actually had a chance to dive into that yet. It's kind of funny that on that one that it, it, it's all trending towards the stuff that really Hasbro's told us forever, that people prefer Autobots and people kind of prefer like variety because that's kind of where it, like like the voting has kind of steered it toward, one, it's an Autobot, and, and two, it looks like... Um, it looks like the alt modes in the team are going to be really like kind of diverse. There's not really going to be a theme, so to speak. So it's going to be probably a challenge for them to kind of tie them together. Um, and the origin is the sea of rust. That's where it's from. I don't know how they're going to like make that relevant, but um, it part, it's part of the story. So I, I think at this point, that's really all we've kind of landed on so far is the, um, is that the, the factions Autobots it's from the sea of rust and that's going to have uh, alt modes that are kind of all over the map. So it's pretty interesting. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. You know, I was hoping when they first announced the the uh, contest, one thing I've always wanted to see, other than a new Lyo Kaiser or a new Dino King, you know, some some of the Japanese molds in Combiner Wars, is a naval team for the Autobots because the Septicons have Pronicon with the Seacons. There are no naval Autobot equivalents, and I was really hoping it would be like five ships. It will be really cool, like if if Combiner Wars is enough uh, enough of a success to get us like into maybe like a third year or a fourth year, which I'm sure uh, by that point you're getting kind of kind of crazy. You know what I mean? We may get some combiners we never expected, even stuff yeah. like a Predaking or something like that. But um, I, there's even there's already rumors of like a Computron, you know, well, <clears throat> just rumors. But still, even that, right. even the fact that like his name's out there is kind of interesting uh it would be cool to get some completely kind of new new mold new concept like that that would be really cool yeah and and also you can also do other combiners like say you don't have to have five figures you can do road caesar and jrx if you Mm -hmm. want to update those two with them only using three figures you can have a whole one case of eight would be one full team and then you'd have two extras of somebody else that would be really actually that would be really cool if they started to go to the to mix it up like a duo con or a triple 
kind of triple threat kind of concept there. That would be neat to mix it up. It would also make it kind of more affordable to kids, like say if they're like in – Again, like if, if Combiner Wars has gone like multiple years at that point and you've got kids that are really into it, uh, now they don't have to drop 100 bucks to get like the super robot. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, very cool. So, Don, thank you very much for being the first co-host on the first episode of, of RFC Minicast. Uh, I think this was awesome. Uh, fun little talk on Combiner Wars to date as of uh, February 2015. Um, again, this is the inaugural, uh, voyage, the maiden voyage for RFC minicast. We'll be posting about once a week, um, 20 to 30 minutes, snack size, your snack size transformers podcast until next time. This is John and for Don, uh, we are hoping that you have a, a fantastic week and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.